Welcome to episode 103 of Flights, Football, and Anything Else. Hey, I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? Better than most, sir, but maybe not as good as some. How are you? Uh, what do we have up for tasting first off, Dave? That's well, how well I'm doing. <laughs> Let's get right into the fucking tastings. <laughs> All right. And more to come on that. You know, okay. through, Throughout the segments, we'll uh, elaborate on that. So from Guinness Open Gate Brewery, we've got a chocolate mint stout. All right. So the, the three tastings today are going to center around the holiday season, Mike. Yeah. It's, well, hell, it's December. Yeah. After Thanksgiving, Christmas lights up. Absolutely. You know. So this one here, we've got comes in at a pod high of ten point eight percent, and we've got the zero or NAIBUs. So this is uh, a chocolate mint stout aged in Kentucky bourbon barrels. And Guinness Open Gate is in Baltimore, Maryland. It's the sister company of the Guinness in Dublin, Ireland. There you go. Uh, the only, I believe, the only Guinness brewery in the United States. And we're both throwing this in our storm, storm cloud, cloud, storm cloud glasses that we have from loyal listeners Josh and Jamie Wendy. Josh and Jamie got us a storm cloud. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Pretty sure. They'll correct us on that if I'm wrong. At some point. <laughs> Here we go. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Plenty of mint. Yeah, the mint, the mint is there like a Girl Scout cookie. Oh. All right. The uh, the mint hides the bourbon. Nicely, yeah, doesn't wonderfully. it? Wonderfully. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah, at 10.8, this, you could get into trouble with this one. Mm-hmm. So well, just, maybe that'll lift my spirits. So just a little foreshadowing. For the third tasting, it's one we've had before, but we tried last year on the pod and loved it. Right. And um, for the my followers on my personal Twitter, at FantasyExpert69, use your imagination, <laughs> um, I actually tweeted that out. I said, the okay. loyal listeners will know notice the one on the right. I think I said right. If I said left, I fuck. I don't know my left from my right, but the one on the right, I said is a is a repeat customer, or whatever. However, I worded it. Right. But, um, yeah, you got to because I want to say you scored it high, not as high as I scored it. Maybe we can look that up in one of the breaks to see what we scored it in the past and see if it it stands the test of time. But um, if it's not my highest, it's in my top three for sure, because I absolutely right. loved our third tasting. So I saw this and I said, "Well, we got to pit these compare against." Compare and contrast, yeah. exactly. I like it. Yeah. Um, all right. What? Hey, you know, typically segment one. What do you watch? Um, and I started off. I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna, I'm gonna volley serve to you, and let you start it off. With what you've been watching? Sports for the most part, of course, with the Monday and Thursday with football and basketball. Uh, college basketball starting. A lot of parody in college basketball, but we'll talk about that during sports. But, uh, okay, so Disney Plus put out a new series. And, you know, I'm kind of the sci-fi Marvel geek of the of the two of us. So, uh, Hawkeye. So it's the backstory. I don't even know if it's a backstory. It's kind of a, 
um, an untold story of probably post uh, Endgame. Now, was Hawkeye Alan Alda or was that the other guy? <laughs> Mash, different story. But yeah, yeah. But I, no, I, not, I not to interrupt you. No, Hawkeye was. The Hawkeye other, was what was Alan Alda's character's name? I, I wasn't know. a Mash fan. I hated that too. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. But we digress. But uh, I thought it was going to be eh. Uh, but so far, so good. Through three episodes, it's pretty good. So right. if you're a Marvel person, you know, check it out. Three episodes, not going to kill you. I think they're 40 minutes, 45 minutes each. And then um, that's pretty much it between sports. And I, I checked out those three episodes. All right. Um, yeah, so I, uh, I've i got the standard. The true story, the only one I'll talk about, not even, it won't even be at length this week. Uh, true story, Kevin Hart, Wesley Snipes. Uh, seven episodes. Technically, it's eight because episode one is like an hour. Episodes two through seven are 33 minutes. Uh, so it's like eight episodes. Interesting watch. Uh, Kevin Hart, I you know, normally, obviously, he's a comedian. Yeah. And this is a different role for him. And I guess if you if you deep dive into it, I, I you know, I'm going to say, you know, the only spoiler, it's not really a spoiler, you find out right away, you know, there's a murder involved. Obviously, Kevin Hart in real life has never murdered anybody. Well, <laughs> you know, we're assuming he has. We hope, yeah, right. But, you know, like some of the underlying things of like, you know, his problems with his brother and difficulties with dealing with the fans and the media and that. So some of it's true and then just embellished for the Netflix uh, So he series. plays himself? Uh, he's called The Kid. Okay. His name is The Kid. Okay. Um, but he's a comedian, you know, from Philly, which Kevin Hart is from Philly. Um, so it was real challenging to step into that exa- role. Exactly. <laughs> and then uh, Wesley Snipes plays his bo- brother, uh, Conrad, or Cordell, or whatever. And I can't... Wesley Snipes, that, in the day, was an extremely attractive man. I don't know if he was sick or... if. You know, Father Time's just beating his ass a little bit or, or what. But, I mean, his face is kind of, he almost looked skeletal. Wesley Snipes did not look good. I mean, I know sometimes actors and actresses, you know, gain weight, lose weight, oh, yeah. do this, do that Absolutely. for the part. Yep. So, I don't know, you know, hopefully that's the case. But, I mean, hell, I'm 54. Wesley Snipes is, and I said 60. Liz looked it up when we were watching. I think he's 59. You know, so maybe Father Time's just you beating his ass a little bit. Yeah, okay. You know, but uh, but yeah, so that's worth a watch. And then Liz and I are continuing Yellowstone. Um, and how's that going? I I like it. it although I, I I rip on Riverdale for being far fetched. I mean, the murder and killing that's going on in here in, in Montana. <laughs> Dude, just wait. It's just like <laughs> it's just like wait. wow. I thought the kids at Riverdale High got out of control. This this Yellowstone gang just is so running them up. Have they taken anybody to the train station yet? Yes. Okay. Yep. All right. Um, and then uh, obviously, like I said, Riverdale. Although w- once I start a series, uh, the big dog and I, Nate from Snow and Nachos. Who, by the way, I didn't get the notification till late. So Ruby was, I was in the mood to walk. I, was, I caught up through 25 episodes of Spilling the Nachos. I was going to listen to episode 26, but it, I didn't get the notification till the, uh, the Bears were getting their brains beat in, and Ruby missed out on her walk. So anyway, Spilling the Nachos episode 26 out there on Spotify. 
Um, like he said, if he starts a series, he finishes it. Yeah. I try to do the same thing, although there's a you know, there's some that I just can't do it. I don't know that even as good looking as these girls are in Riverdale, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to finish because <laughs> they're doing season six is now on the CW network. And I'm only on like episode eleven of season three. Right. I don't know if I can get through it because this is just getting. I mean, it, it, it wouldn't be any more far fetched if they actually went to the cartoon characters of Archie <laughs> because it, right. it's just getting crazy. But it is some fucking smoke shows on there to make it <laughs> worth your while. But anyway, um, and then obviously Dexter tonight. Liz and I have to watch tonight's episode and then Yellow Jackets. But uh, I won't keep repeating the premise of those shows because. That's an ongoing weekly thing, and that would just be bad listening material for our audience, yeah. Dave. So right. what I did is I went, came up with a little news and notes, if you will, from the past week. All right. And I've got uh, four topics, not really stories, but they're actually real things. Um, I'm going to throw them out to you. You give me your interest level, whether you, whether you noticed it, didn't notice it, love it, interesting, you couldn't care less, whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start from least important to most important as my phone falls out of my pocket. It's amazing that fucking thing still works. Um, but anyway, in the NBA, on Friday, December 3rd, so two days ago, yeah. the, Booker, the, the Bookerless Suns, after starting the season one and three, ripped off eight straight, 18 straight victories. And then they met Golden State on Friday, December 3rd, and Golden State beat them to snap an 18-game win streak. So, hey, when you win eight, I don't care if it's in oh, yeah. 18 Doesn't games matter. in a row is <laughs> an impressive winning streak. Um, and then the other thing, on our Facebook page, the Flights Football and Anything Else Facebook page, I posted this link. And, yeah, I, you know, the old adage, well, it's on the Internet. It's got to be true. You know, I'm not naive, but this looks real. Um, starting December 7th, the Home Alone house can be rented as a bed and breakfast. Okay, now that part's believable. Sure. Yeah. So you're thinking, all right, what what would you let let's say you had the time and that's your favorite movie you wanted right. to rent it. What it looked like a pretty nice house. I think you're about to ask me what would I rent it for? What right. would I pay? Yeah, like you, you want to take Shelly yeah. you know, to a night at the um, the Home Alone house. Yeah. Christmas time, what are you going to pay for one night? Oh, um, major motion picture. It's an annual movie for a lot of people to watch. Uh, per night, five thousand. See, and that's what. It, so, listeners out there, like I say, go to our Facebook page and like, follow, subscribe, comment, whatever you can do. We're still we're getting better at Facebook, but we're still not where we need to be. I posted a link. Starting on December 7th, they're taking rentals per night for four guests, starting with the first rental being on December 12th. Okay. And like I said, it looks legit. I can't find any errors. And it doesn't say it's a bidding process, but it's $25 a night. What? That's, I don't get it. I just, I do not <laughs> understand. And like I night. say, it's on you, our you, Facebook. Maybe you only get one room. Maybe you get one room in the house. 
For well, if it's for, for four guests. Well, regardless, yeah, I would even do that. I would bring me, you, Liz, sure. and Shelly, you know. Or maybe that's the treehouse. No, it's the house. No. And it, it shows in it. And then it, it's got it's some promotional thing because Buzz, Macaulay Calkins' older brother right. in the show, is hosting it. So I don't know. So maybe you got to spend the night with him in the house, but who, you know, for $25, fuck, I'll do that. <laughs> You know, it's just that's like, got to be a typo. There's two zeros left off there, or something. It, like that's what I want our listeners go to our Facebook page, flights, football, anything else. I posted the link. That's why I'm bringing it up here because to me, I don't know if I would go five thousand. No, I would I'm, easily. I'm I would easily. I would easily go a thousand bucks. You know, and I'm yeah. not even a big home. I mean, I we watch it. Sure. Personally, I don't consider it a Christmas movie. Even though they go away on Christmas break, I don't. I don't commit consider breaking and entering and. Smashing the fuck out of people Christmas movies, but um, I would. Well, Die you know, Hard's a Christmas movie, yeah, and that's whatever, even worse. Yeah, so, um, so for a thousand bucks, I'd spend the night there for a thousand bucks, and just just to be able to fucking tell you, hey, I was sure. at home alone, how? Yeah. But for twenty five dollars a night, and like I say, it doesn't say like an auction. It's not like an auction. It doesn't say, hey, bid start at twenty five dollars. All proceeds go to muscular dystrophy or, or whatever. And then I could see, okay, it starts at $25, but it's going to cost you $52,666. The only other explanation is it's a fake website. Somebody just put it up there just to talk, you know, get some people talking or... Yeah, that could, yeah, that could, yeah, I suppose that... Yeah, because I didn't didn't click far enough in where I'm entering credit card information or nothing, so... And then uh, the the big thing, sports-wise, but where this possibly could be covered in the second segment but we have so much other sports to talk about with football i wanted to bring it out here is on 11:59 p.m on wednesday december 1st the bargaining agreement between oh. owners and players right. expired and two minutes later rob manfred Closed in, in, inv- invoked the lockout right now i have two things it's kind of a one's a statement no it's actually two it's two questions so, uh, what a lockout means is you can't trade, you can't sign, you can't use uh, team facilities, you can't, you're not supposed to talk to, you know, players and management, not, aren't supposed to negotiate right, or anything like right. that. But no paychecks have stopped. I mean, everybody's getting paid. Now, and I know I know baseball players are played a little differently because they, they play – April to September, basically. Right. So I don't know how much of the, you know, I don't, you know, in, in fact, for all I know, maybe they get one, you know, their checks are all during that time and maybe nobody's getting paid right now anyway. I know educators, for example, get a choice. Do you want to get paid from uh, September to June or to the end of May and then that's it? Or do you want them distributed evenly, you know, for 26 pays? So right. maybe they do it something like right. that. Who knows? Yeah, but so... And then, um, so that so my question is, where do you who who are you siding with? And if you're still getting paid, why does it matter? So it's kind of a two part question. I don't see any of those people on the corner with their you know shopping cart and a you know in a Columbia tent as their as their new abode. So, I mean, I don't know. You know, they're going to squabble about who gets this million dollars or that million dollars or, 
you know, I saw it and I kind of, you're the baseball guy of the group of the two of us. And so I shrugged my shoulders and who do I side with? Oh boy. Just like a lot of professional sports, there's so much money to be made. And obviously without the players, there would be no MLB. Right. So, you know, but on the other side of the coin, I don't know the details of, of what they're arguing about. So, if, well, it was funny you should mention that because I'll give you a few of the details. All right. Thank you. Um, all Thank right. you, Mike. I appreciate that. So this is actually the ninth work stoppage in the fourth lockout. The other lockouts were in uh, 73, 76, and 1990, and no lockout has resulted in the loss of games. Gotcha. The 1990, I believe it was the 1990 lockout, um, they lost 32 spring training games, but they signed the deal and were able to play all 162 games. I think I remember that. Season. I remember that. So now, and then in 1994, the bargaining agreement expired. The owners agreed with the players to continue playing games while they negotiated. Gotcha. And then as the season went along, we got to August. There was still no CBA agreement, so the players went on strike. Because in baseball, the ad money is all, not all, but the big part of the ad money is the postseason. Gotcha. So right, the, right. So the players played April, May, June, July, when nobody gives a flying frog fat ass. And then in August, it said, hey, we don't have our deal. And the owners wanted a hard cap like NBA, NHL, and NFL. And the major league play, you know, they said, no, we don't, we're not doing a hard cap. Fuck you guys. Went on strike. And as a result, the 1994 World Series was canceled. And it even went into 95 and they settled in the spring and then they played the, the 95 season. So I don't know if the owners are still asking for the hard cap, but like the players are crying like, like Max shirt. I mean, for fuck's sakes, the Tigers just the Tigers have spent two hundred million dollars on two. Uh, to say mediocre is a bit harsh for Eduardo Rodriguez and um, Javi Baez. I mean, Baez is better than mediocre, but I mean, they have spent two hundred million dollars on those two players. Because the the thing is though, the four million dollar salary of Mike Peters and Dave Dawson, that has actually been flat over the last few years and hasn't accounted for inflation or anything. Because heaven forbid right. somebody <clears throat> play a game for four million dollars a year. <laughs> so now what the owners have decided to do oh is they're God. like, hey, we're gonna lock you out in hopes of getting this shit work because they don't want to start the season, get to August again, and the players say, Well, hey, fuck you then. Right. I mean, because in all of the other work stoppages in the, ma- the four major sports, really the only one that has been the only one the management, every work stoppage management usually wins. And it's they usually win because it's like, well, it's my ball, so if we play by right. my rules, I'm going to take my ball and go home. Right. So, you know. The management usually wins. The, what, the only one that's deemed that the management did not win was 1994. Right. When, no, and, and when the that's players had them by the cojones. And that's why, like, Max Scherzer is making $300 million. And, you know, five years, eight years, nine years, 350, 375, 400. That's because there's no hard cap. Right. 
And then those $400 million guys are going to bat for the guys that, you know, are only making $4.5 million a year. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, because he could come work for me and really make a lot of money if he works some <laughs> overtime. But anyway, so right. So I'm actually on team owner, but all I hope for is most importantly, you know, if it, how it affects me is what concerns me. And at the Fishman and I have went to every Cleveland Indian, now Cleveland Guardian home open. Well, we haven't been to any Cleveland Guardian home openers, but um, home openers since the Red Sox and Indians played, I don't know, seven years ago. That's six games because the missing game was in you know 2020 the when, they, when they opened late and there yeah. was no fans. Right. But other than that, at the Fishman 8 and I have been to every home opener for the Indians since that Red Sox game. And they better not fuck with that street. That's all I'm telling you. <laughs> right. So um, that's where I stand on that. And um, how, so, and I know they listen to the pod, so you know oh, you know absolutely. somebody just called somebody up and said, we got to get this figured out because yes. Peters is going to have an aneurysm if he can't go to that game. And it's, before I get to my last most interesting story, where, so now where do you side on that? Like if you had to, No, owners, if, uh, if everything you say is correct, yeah. Because at some point, it's got to be, you know, at what point? Here's another question. At what point does the average Joe, like you and me, say, you know what? The only way to get this to stop is to just stop going to games. Not turn on, a, not turning on the TV. Right. Stop going to the games. We're not buying my kid a jersey. Right. You know, and just if everybody were to get together and do that, which is not going right, to happen. Right, I was just going to say, that's not going to happen. That's never going to happen, so that's a... But right. that would be that would be the day that everybody, the owners and everybody else and the players get together and go, well, shit, um, if they're that pissed right. off. Right, then. yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that would be perfect world, but yeah, it's not going to happen. Because I'll admit, I, I don't give a fuck who gets paid what. You know, just like the steroid shit. You know, when I, if I'm spending, you know, like, hell, at Fishman 8 and I, when we go to Cleveland, it's, all right, so... Seventy-five, you know, fifty dollars each in gas. Probably one hundred and twenty-five each in rooms. That's one hundred and seventy-five. We end up going to two games. If we overpay for opening day, you're talking maybe two hundred dollars a piece for tickets. So right there, we're at four hundred bucks. And yeah, at the Fishman <laughs> Eight, and I can drink. So I mean, you're talking right. nothing. If I've got close to a grand invested in a three-day stretch. Oh yeah, you I want to see fucking moonshots. I don't. I'll fucking inject the guy with steroids myself. <laughs> I don't give a fuck if he's on steroids or not, because otherwise, uh, fish and I can go to Hoyt Park and watch guys <laughs> watch it. Yeah, you <laughs> watch men's modified softball. <laughs> you know, so and probably get drunk for a lot less. Well, a lot less, but we have to smuggle it in because I don't think they sell beer at Hoyt Park. Oh, true. Um, but anyway, last story that, and I don't think I'm not a hundred percent sure it was. Since episode 102, but it, it may have been a few days before episode 102, but I didn't hear about it till afterwards. But uh, Welcome to Rockville is a music fest in Daytona, Florida. One of the bands at Welcome to Rockville, Rockville is Brass Against. It's a cover band that does rock songs, and the members of the band have brass instruments, you know, trombones, mm. this, that, and the other. Sure. So, anyway, Sophia Eurista, the lead singer. Yeah. 
had been drinking before they took the stage, came out and let the crowd know that she didn't have time to go to the bathroom before the, the set started. <laughs> okay. So she actually wanted to know if anybody was willing for to let her piss on them during the show. What? And believe it or not, she got to take her. She pointed, you know, she pointed to you. You're the winner. Show went on. They're singing the song. You know, they, they're, they're performing. They're singing the song. And then when they were playing Wake Up by Rage Against the Machine, apparently Sophia reached her point that she couldn't hold it anymore, pointed to the gentleman that had won the contest. No, contest in quote, air quotes. <laughs> called him up on stage and... You know, he laid down and yeah, he he laid down and the oh uh, and the God. water the water games ensued. <laughs> so now my question to you, what? Now my question to you is, who's the bad guy in this? In this, everybody. It's the promoter. It's well, no, the, no, nobody knew about it because even the band. She said, announced it. She had time right, to right, but. That was, you know, but obviously when she announced it, probably nobody, because even the band members, hey, we apologize for this, but we didn't think it was going there. And they were just thinking, okay, she's had a few drinks and joking oh, okay, around. Yeah, she's messing around. Okay. Well, everybody, oh, wow. So she dropped trow. Yeah. And squatted yeah. down, yeah. and this guy. Uh, and never missed a word of the song uh, Wake Up by Rage Against the Machine. Just kept fucking singing it. <laughs> oh, my God. And afterwards, he gets up and does a Hunter Hearst Helmsley. And spits. Oh my God! Seriously, to the crowd. So, in my opinion, the guilty guy one is is him. Now, who the <laughs> fuck wants to be pissed on by anybody? Oh my God! You know, I don't want to kink shame anybody here, but uh, now, now if nobody like when she says, "Who wants to be pissed on if I got to go to the bathroom?" If nobody raises their hand, maybe we avert this 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 sure error. sure. So you know, and, and now that I'm reacting like this, I'm thinking in in. In the in the history of concerts, there's probably way more egregious stuff that's happened in the not on, on stage. St- and I don't think about no. on stage about pissing in somebody. I mean, it was and it and if you do you think he was gargling while she if, was you, doing if you if you no, I don't think he could have been gargling because he had it to spit out on her assembly style. Well, when you're but gargling it, you're not you, swallowing it. Oh, good call, good call. If you YouTube it, the guy, on the YouTube video, the guy says, "Well, yeah, that's pretty graphic, so we had to uh, uh, put a little blur, gray yeah, blur. blur it out." They don't do a fucking very good job of blurring it out. So I mean, it's like I mean, it's almost like a firehouse. <laughs> but well, she said she had to go. Like, well, yeah, and she had, and she didn't do it right at the start. She said no, she had to go as long as she could, and then. Oh but, my god. Yes. Just to just to ease our listeners' minds, nothing will be happening on this show in any way, shape, or form remotely oh. close to that. Oh no, yeah, not at all. That's why I, I find him the guilty party. If he doesn't volunteer to do it, she doesn't have anybody to do it too. Right, right, yeah. So true, true. No, yeah, he's you got to put you got to put most of the blame squarely on him. Yeah. So and, what do you think the promoter was doing backstage at this point? Like was it was the promoter he or she thinking about? Do I run out and tackle her? Do I tackle him? How does yeah. he get up on stage without security? Like they called the band called him up or she called him up. Make so you know, there's there. usually security down right. in and front of the stage, and they're probably up. like, "Okay, well, she's asking right. for him to come up. Is this really going to happen? Should we do this?" 
Exactly. Yeah. So. Do they have little like earbud things? You know, they're talking yeah. to the head security <laughs> person. Like, okay, go ahead and let him up. There's no way this is happening. That's a, that's why I brought it up. I thought it was an interesting <laughs> story. And I'm just I'm just mad I wasn't at Welcome to Rockville. <laughs> All right, let's rate this. All right, you're up first. You brought it. Um, this is going to be really difficult with the third one. This is this is really really good. I don't know if it's going to be that much of a difference because this is a stout and the third one is a porter, but I'm putting this at four point. I got to go four point two. All right, and before you spoke, I wrote my. I saw down. your writing. What was it? I went. I went straight up four, solid four, and I'm slowly but surely just losing touch with my IPA inner self because I really, <laughs> I'm really digging these flavored stouts with the high alcohol. I mean, I mean that was a fantastic, and even at ten point eight. I don't think I could drink sick. Well, hell, I'd give it an old, the old yeah, college you try. A, you, you had your second thought before you actually <laughs> yeah. said that. I mean, I, I'd give it a try to drink six, but um, it, it wasn't overly heavy or nothing. No. Not at 10.8 with the mint chocolate. Some of those yeah. chocolate yeah. marshmallow stouts exactly. we've had, you're like, ugh, there's no, I don't yep. know if I could, yeah, for sure. What are the uh, folks at Untapped have a set, David? All right, well, the folks at Untapped, you're going to be a bit surprised on this. Now, I double-checked this and triple-checked this. Guess how many, I want you to guess how many check-ins. All right, it's a Guinness Brewery, 177,000. 645. Wow. <laughs> right? I'm like, no way. So I got out of it, I got back in, I looked at it, I'm like, Wow, something unless it's brand new. It, 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 I've never seen it before. I didn't see it last year, and I'm gonna guess with the mint, it might be a, a holiday, yeah, a ho holiday production. But uh, at 645 check-ins, 3.87. All right, so we liked it slightly better, but we're in the neighborhood. We are, and I have I have a feeling. Like you said, if that if that check-in number gets up to a hundred thousand or something along those lines, then I have a feeling that's going to creep into the four or higher. Yes, quite tasty. Yes, indeed, Michael. It was delicious. But uh, we got to get on to our our second tasting. So, and our second tasting is Lebkuchen Christmas Ale. <laughs> so. <laughs> We wanted to make sure we pronounced that correctly, folks. Spelled L-E-B-K-U-C-H-E-N. And what is that, Mike? And Yeah, and by the way, a Lebkuchen is a spiced cookie with a soft, chewy texture, typically containing ground nuts and citrus peel, citrus peel and covered with a glaze. What that glaze is, I guess, is up to the baker. <laughs> God, seriously. All right. But, uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is our go-between here. This is at 6.1% alcohol, 28 IBUs. 6.128. Yep. Noted. All right. Whoa, whoa, yep. whoa. Whoa, that one got a little out of hand. Oh, a little kind of copper. Yeah, almost looked like, yeah, a little, yeah. Golden ale. 
So I'm assuming from the description, this is going to have some spices and supposed yeah. to have some Christmassy winter flavor. You don't get it on the note, so. Mm, nope, not too much. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those flavors on the palate and in the finish. Yep. Are there, I wouldn't call them overwhelming by any no, stretch. No, no, no. But a nice holiday winter ale. So, sports talk. Before we get into college football, uh, what's today? Sunday, game Saturday. So, Thursday, I made my inaugural, inaugural, not sure. inaugural, inaugural. There you go. My inaugural appearance at the Saginaw Spirit. Oh, nice. Who I was at one time a seven-year, seven-year, seven-time, seven-time, seven-time. I'm not going to do it seven times. That would be ridiculous. Season ticket holder. Got it. With my uh, stepfather, Bill. Uh, You you know what? I'm going to say great night bullshitting with my lifetime friend, uh, Grandpa Blackhawk. Larry and I went to the game. Larry loves going to the games. Um, yeah. Spirit lost to Flint 3 nothing, And all I can say is Liz and I have a much more physical sex life than the Spirit play hockey. <laughs> I mean, you want to talk Al Snoozer. If it wasn't for the company I was with, right. I may have fucking jumped off the rafters. <laughs> I mean, it was a fucking horrible hockey game. Now, are you a There's guy? No checking, no fighting. What? And hell, the fucking spirit didn't even fucking score. How can you not check? It's, it's safety, Dave. Safety. It's all safety, bro. No, that's not a rule now. You get, it's, well, not it's, not, non, it's, it's not a non. It's, it's not a non-checking league now, is it? Well, no, they haven't went that far. Although it's been approached, they haven't went that far, and it's just. But and you're I, not a guy. No, 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 just to backtrack and get a get a base layer of information here. You're not a guy that goes to a fight looking for a hockey game or or, or a hockey game breaks out, are you? Best, you know, in my dream scenario, yes. Okay. But provide me some excitement. Sure. Yeah. You know, if I'm watching, you know, if I'm watching a porn with no money shot, I'm disappointed as well. It's like, hey, wait a second. <laughs> Did you finish, pal? I, mean, I don't know that. You know, give me something to look forward to. That's great. I mean, I mean, it was boring. Other than the company, you know, Grandpa Blackhawk and I, you know, roamed the concourses. Sure. Like a couple of wild stallions that we are, <laughs> you know. I mean, you know, as much as fifty-four, yeah. as much as fifty-four-year-old guys, you know, with limps and bellies can do. But you know, so you know, and hey, you know, he drove there, and yeah. he, you know, he provided the taste. So I mean, other than the three beers, I, I drank one uh, Miller Lite draft per period. Yeah, and seven dollars a piece. Yeah. So other than that, twenty-one dollars. I mean, it was, it was a free night. So I mean, sure. it wasn't horrible. It was just boring. Yeah. Right. The hockey was. Everything else was fine. Um, All right. We have the uh, College Bowl, the CBS. Yes. Announced. Why leading up is it always on Tuesday, but then the day after the title games, it's boom, Sunday. Announce it. Why isn't there any build-up to that? But anyway. Because I think think they do the building up. You know, or at least the committee does a lot of their decisions – 
and gets all of their, well, if this happens, this happens, all, right. all their scenarios mapped out so that, you know, when a particular scenario comes right. to fruition, well, then well, they... Well, there, this, this, yeah. this fucking scenario hasn't come to fruition. Fruition. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to take my... I'm going to steal the floor from you here, Dave, and I'm going to yep. throw it to you. Yep. I'm not sure I'm going to watch these games. I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Number one, the hypocrisy... And this has nothing to do with the CBS, but leading into the Ohio State game, Jim Harbaugh was supposed to be fired. I stabbed with an ice pick, and then his dead corpse raped and mutilated by multiple spectators. After the Michigan State loss? Is that basically leading lead, after the Michigan State loss, leading into Ohio State? We haven't won in eight years. We're not going to win this game. And now all of a sudden, Michigan, you know, they beat an Iowa team that couldn't have beat Swan Valley's JV team. That team was an absolute fucking joke. <laughs> right. And that was the big. That was the Big Ten championship game. That fucking clusterfuck. They're, see- they're down fourteen to three on third and twelve. And they're running off tackles, and the announcers are like, well, you, you don't want to play into Michigan's hands by getting the game on. And you're fucking losing 14 to 3, and you're the 30. You know, you're going nowhere. Did Who you, gives a flying fuck if you throw the fucking ball? Did you see the eyes of the quarterback, though? Did you see his eyes? No, I eyes? didn't see his eyes because I was too sick oh my in my stomach looking at the fucking game. <laughs> on two, they went down, missed a field goal, and then on consecutive offensive plays gave up 140 yards and two fucking touchdowns. I'm out. This is a joke. And now Jim Harbaugh is the second coming of Christ. And he, they, they wanted him fucking fired before the Ohio State game. Now every Michigan fan's got this dick in his hands. <laughs> We're in the BGF. <laughs> and you wanted the fucking guy fired three weeks ago. Right. So that, you know, and, and so anyway, they belong there. Okay, here's my, here's why I'm not watching the BCS. Because, all right, Alabama wins. They are... SEC champions, they won their last game. Right. Michigan, number two. You could argue, did Alabama deserve to jump Michigan? Should Michigan be number one? That's irrelevant. Michigan won the Big Ten championship game. Yep. Won their last game. Yep. Number four, Cincinnati. Won the whatever conference they're in. (laughs) Right. And they won their last game. Georgia. Lost. Lost their last game. Right. They're not conference championship. So, was the electric company or the Sesame Street that said, one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> Georgia, <laughs> does not, they, Georgia played Alabama on a neutral field and got beat like a dog. Right. No pun intended because they're the Bulldogs. And I'm not a Notre Dame fan. Right. Notre Dame should be the number four seed. Cincinnati should be three. Ohio State should be the number four seed. Cincinnati should be number three. Georgia lost the last fucking game of the season in a humiliating fashion because, okay, yeah, that's the problem with the four-team playoff. It's like, well, it's the best four-team. Well, then why the fuck did they even play the SEC championship game then? If Georgia was in no matter what, why fucking play the game? Yeah. And it, it, so I'm not even a Michigan fan. I want Michigan to beat Georgia. Just so all these Michigan Jim Harbaugh haters have to get on the ground, grovel on their knees, and beg for a uh, 
um, brass against experience. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't, you bring up some really good points. You bring up some really good points. But it was a foregone conclusion weeks ago, probably two weeks ago, that Georgia, even if they, they if Georgia lost only one game, they were still going to be in the top four. Right, now, and that's the flaw in that system. Because exactly. Like, see, now, it, it, I think who we have to be mad at here is fucking Oklahoma State. They had first and goal and couldn't score because if Oklahoma State uh, wins, Georgia's out. I would if, think. Because they're the big 12 champion. Yep. They win their conference. They win their last game of the season. Cincinnati 3, Oklahoma State 4. Yep. See you, Georgia. And then all is right with the world. And then it's Michigan, Cincinnati, Alabama, Oklahoma State, yep. Alabama, Michigan for the national championship. I think everybody can agree. The Oklahoma State running back whose name escapes me right now, if he looks like he's, it's going to be close getting it to the pylon, he lowers his shoulders and just goes north. Right, exactly, because when he takes the pitch, he actually bellies too far. Right. If he, if, if he instead of bellying way out, if he even cuts it a little bit, he probably, because he well, only even missed when, it by that much. Even when he's two yards from the end zone, lower your shoulder and drive that kid right back into the stands. In fairness to the kid, though, if you, Mike Gundy, blame me, I'm a man. Fuck you, Mike Gundy, you're a loser. Um, <laughs> first down, second down, third down were fucking horrible play calls. Now, the only bowl game I'm going to watch is Baylor Ole Miss. <laughs> right. So that's the bowl game. And Ole Miss is going to win. I'm putting money on I know Ole Baylor Miss. Look, ah, fucking Baylor looked pretty good. They, in the look, they, they, they actually look, look very good. I'm not so, going to lie. But that's why I want the con- I want okay. the, So where would you – now, sorry. I'll tell you. Ask, say your point, and then I'll ask my question. Well, my point is the article came out right now, and the freaking uh, – the, the committee that's trying to decide on a 12-team playoff – can't get their shit together, and it's not going to happen, it looks like, until probably uh, 2025. That's dumb, then. That is stupid. I, I, I'll even settle for eight. I mean, 12 might be too much. I mean, who's who's number 12? I mean, what who's, who in the fuck's going to get their – because then with 12 teams, you almost got to go one through four by. Right. And right. then five versus 12, six versus 11, seven versus right. 10, eight. Well, that's that's maybe something that they're that they're debating about that they can't decide whether they're going. Who knows what they're debating about right now? I mean, obviously some people do, but you know, I don't. They just said they can't get their shit together, and so in order to get those stadiums reserved and to get everything mapped out, and apparently all the the minutia and nuances of all that has to happen. Um, If they don't get it, if they don't get it inked by a certain time. Uh, and I can't remember from the article right now what it was, but it looks like it's, you know, they were hoping it would happen by 2024, but now it looks like 2025 see, if they can get their shit together. I thought it was happening this year. Yeah. No, I don't no. follow college. But that, see, to me, that there see, that seems to be such a money magnet where oh, it would be a no-brainer be where you should just, like, let's do it. I mean, let's sure. get the game. And when then, do you start infringing? How long do you take that out? And when do you start infringing on all the NFL stuff, though? If you if you take out that playoff past the new year, and you start infringing on the NFL playoffs, NFL play 
That you, you January, played, you, in January, you, February. You play well. February, there's only one game, and neither sport should go into February. I mean, right? You could I have, agree. you could have a Thursday night. I mean, the NFL has decent ratings on Thursday night. You don't think if you put a semifinal matchup between Michigan State and USC on a Thursday night, you don't think there's going to be any? Oh, you'll get great ratings. Well, the NFL, right. well, the NFL doesn't play on Thursday night, so the NFL plays their playoffs on Saturday and in, in, yeah, in January. True, true. In January. In January. And then so. See, our listener, our viewers would have realized that where our because why I said I'm in January because you had a whimsical look when I said they don't play on Thursday as if to say fuck you they don't play on Thursday they do play on, but not in January right so Michigan State USC in a semifinal matchup on a Thursday night when we had the AFC and NFC championship games on Saturday right. that fucking is just a that's well, almost a recipe well, to call in on Friday well Mike. I'm up partying on Thursday. <laughs> Recovering on Friday and going right into NFL Saturday. That's right. Anybody, <laughs> anything that gets manufactured on that Thursday night or on that Friday morning is going to suck. So anyway, um, yeah. So, but Mike, you're forgetting one important, crucial aspect of this, Mike. They're student athletes. Oh yeah, they got to go to class, man. January, they're usually off. Fuck, Nick. Nick comes home yeah, December fifteenth. Doesn't go back till like the second or third week of yeah, January. True. Problem solved. There you go. There we go. All right. Yeah, just give him a fucking A. <laughs> give him an A and move on. Hey, you won your conference championship. I'm going to put an A here. It, in your, exactly. That's in what your humanities 405. That, like when you're, I don't know if that... Now, well, as a teacher, you're not a college teacher, but maybe you can verify or debunk whether this is an urban legend or not, but they could put down... All right, like for... the. Football players. Okay, yeah. you won your conference championship, and you yep. won a playoff game. You get an automatic A, much like if your roommate kills themselves, you get an A. <laughs> is that an urban legend? I would a- think that might. I don't know if that's an urban legend, but that does not. That's not equal. Well, you won a conference. No, that's you, not equal. <laughs> one is one. One. Depends who you're. What side those of the are going. One, one, one of those is going to the North Pole, and the other one's going to the South Pole. That's it depends not equal. what. What depends what argument you're on. It's like, hey, I won you a national championship. Look at that science bill, and you're going to win. Hey, you're right. You get an A. Oh, my roommate killed himself. Ah, you're right. You got an A. I mean, hey, it all equals out, really. Oh my God. So, yeah. all right, all right. Well, that's. Oh, and hey, if it wasn't good enough weekend for Alabama sports. Their men's basketball team fucking beat Gonzaga. Oh, yeah. And about, Alabama's basketball team's rated 16 in the country. How do you like them apples? Gonzaga's just going through the mode. They've got two losses. They'll be there. They'll, they'll be right there yeah. come tournament time, yeah. so don't worry. Yeah. Um, for sure. All right. What about, uh, what about I, you know, this week I did see uh, early in the week I got to watch the Red Wings win their 3,000th franchise win, uh, victory against Boston, nonetheless. They've been playing well. I mean, yeah. I, that, God, is the can, cup coming back to Detroit? Not this year. It's not coming back to Detroit. But is it all Steve Eiserman? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they've been shit for the last three years, and he comes in, and, and now they're maybe. I mean, is can a maybe. GM make that much of a difference? Well, I don't know. It's you know when they were talking about the matchup between Alabama and Georgia, right? Uh, one of the things that came out of those interviews that I thought about was that one thing that Nick Saban apparently does is hold all of his assistants and everybody under him accountable. Like it almost sounded like he's kind of a he's kind of a badass motherfucker. If like you better do your fucking job the way 
you know, you should do it or there's going to be hell to pay kind of a thing. That's the way at least the right. tone and in the words that they were using. So maybe Steve Eiserman came in and being Steve Eiserman is Steve Eiserman and basically all the way down the chain is like if we want a championship team, I'm holding all of you accountable to championship level, you know, performance. From a management, you right. know, coaching, assistant coaches, everybody. Could be. Sometimes. They're, they're playing well. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think they, they may have already had more wins this year than they did all of last year. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. All right. Um, the NFL is my phone. <laughs> there goes falls. your phone again. <laughs> my phone falls out of my pocket again. All right. While in town with a TV that had valid reception, this week could possibly be the least amount of NFL watched in my adult life. I just got to a boiling point where the product that the Bears put on the field is an absolute fucking joke with the exception of Roquan Smith and David Montgomery. If I were those two, I'd fucking quit the team and say, I'm embarrassed to be part of this. And I rag Matt Nagy week in and week out on this podcast. I stick to those guns. And just in case uh, Joe Buck's listening to this, like he said on Thanksgiving Day, he's like, yeah, people got to remember there's a person to attack. I don't hate fucking Matt Nagy, the person. Right. I mean, if he was my next door neighbor... He could come over for bonfires. We we could drink uh, Chris, yeah. Christmas ale from Atwater Brewing Company, and he could and I would watch him snort cocaine off a of hooker's tits, <laughs> and we him and I would be great friends. He might be a, he's a, I'm sure he's a hell of a guy. Right. I don't hate the man. Right. I'm a fan of the Chicago Bears football team. You can't fucking fire fifty three guys, so you gotta fucking what's it called? You cut the head off the. <laughs> Goose or whatever it is, <laughs> yeah, you, you, you know. So I don't, yeah. you know, I'm not. This isn't a personal attack on Matt Nagy, right? But you can't fucking. I mean, the, you know, Virginia McCaskey can't just say I cut all fifty three of you motherfuckers. Well, okay, well now yeah. you have no team, right? So, but I mean that was an embarrassing effort in my. Fucking favorite Bears jerseys, the orange Bear jersey. When they lose in the orange, it's a double dagger to the heart. And my fantasy teams, as I've been pointing out week after week, it, they're just so fucking shitty. I've had bad fantasy teams before in the past. Right. But I'm in enough leagues where there's usually a league like, all right, this is my league that I'm going to rock them, suck them. Right. I've got six fucking clunkers. There's not even fucking any reason to watch. Right. I mean, uh, Jimmy Garopp- I picked up Jimmy Garoppolo to serve as my quarterback for Aaron Rodgers, and he's thrown a couple of bombs to George Kittle. And I'm so fucking far behind the competition, he might as well have just went to a uh, Brass Against concert and got his mouth pissed at. <laughs> because it, it, those two bombs do my fantasy team absolutely no good at all. I mean, right. it, it, I was just so disenchanted with the NFL. Um but Bill Simmons is calling for Mike Zimmer to be fired after the Lions get their first win because apparently he goes for two points three different times. times right. Missed all three of them. Right. And the Lions win in the last second for a change after losing like oh. three games this year. Well, on that's, the last that's second. Gonna, that's going to be my two cents. And um, 
the Bengals, my oldest son's, I, you know, so when the Bears are sucking high in 10, I switch to the Bengals game. They're getting beat 24 nothing or something like that. And I'm like, holy shit, what happened here? And all of a sudden, bang, 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 bang. 24-22, and then Joe Mixon fucking puts the ball on the carpet, picked up by the char- Chargers. Yeah, yeah. For a touchdown. Uh, that might be my next week's fuck you. Bengals get yeah. fucking beat. Yeah, no, two weeks in a row. I don't have a fuck you, by the way. Um, and then uh, I, I, just, I was just disenchanted by the whole fucking thing of it. And then as soon as Joe Mixon put the ball on the carpet, and I'm not even a fucking Bengal fan. Turn the TV off, and I haven't seen a fucking play of football since. And the listeners say, well, how does he know about Jimmy Garoppolo then? Well, at the Fishman 8 text me and, <laughs> and said Garoppolo had a touchdown pass. And it, still, it still doesn't do any good. And the Bears suck. My fan, all, I mean, it, every year I have a fantasy team that sucks. That's, that's nothing new. Right, but there's usually one or two is like, all right, I'm fucking, a, I'm fucking a powerhouse right. here. I may win this motherfucker. Right. Rarely do I win them, but I'm in the hunt right till the sure. end. I, I'm so fucking far out of it now. It's just like in all of them. All of them. Yes, exactly. Thanks for rubbing it in. I appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate you pointing that out. And it's just like I fucking shut it off. And that's why I text you. I said, well, you said you want to go six. You want to go earlier? You know, because I was yeah. done watching football. It's just like fuck it. But anyway. Um, so I had a feeling about yeah. the. T- I don't know why about the Lions. I had a feeling. I didn't. So I put a. I put a, a dollar, dollar, dollar. So I put a dollar on the spread, dollar on the Lions, and dollar on the over. Uh, I think on the under. Well, it was twenty. Uh, that, that over. It must have been the over, because that over under couldn't have been more than. I can't remember what I put it on. I'll have to 50, check and see. That, that over-under anyway, couldn't have been more than 50 So I did that. And then I saw the first five minutes of the game, and I'm like, nope, I'm putting a $5 bet on the Lions because they were still plus 250 or 350 or something like that. So then I, you know, of course, then the slow spiral meltdown started to happen and it got to the end of the game, and Minnesota went up. And I'm like, all right, well, there you go. Lions are my next fuck you. And then they go down, and I actually I text you and said, you know, Jeff Golf and the Lions are just pathetic. I said, well, Jeff doesn't even play for the Lions. It's Jared, you dumb son of a no, bitch. No, no, I said. <laughs> uh, yeah, so text to, or uh, talk to text error. And so then, of course, he goes down, and they win the game uh, with time expired. So. Uh, no, no lions for the fu segment for next week or anything like that. And I probably, I you know, I made a few bucks. So, you know, for the listeners, I'm not a, I'm not a gambler. Per, I, you know, it's a dollar or five dollars. Or if for some reason I've got, I'm really feeling, you know, saucy. I'll put a ten dollar wager on something like that. So, and for the listeners out there who are actually gamblers hardcore, when Dave says a dollar, he means a dollar. <laughs> But when we all know, and like if you if you're speaking with your bookie, if you say I want a dollar on the Lions, everybody knows you're betting a hundred dollars. Right. So so Mike made sure he schooled me and made sure I know just so that. You, yeah, just so you didn't make mistakes. Hey, so give me a dime. Actually, yeah, so if I actually want to put five cents on something, I don't say, hey, I want to put a dime on this team. Yeah, yeah. Because when you go a dime, when you go a dime on the Lions, a, a good book knows you're betting a thousand dollars on the Lions. Now today would have worked out great for it. It would. I mean, you would have made all like a bandit, right? But that presupposes I need to actually have a bookie or somebody I talk to, other than my FanDuel account on on Facebook or on on my phone. Excuse me. Um. So 
No, so I made out I made out okay on that. I put a couple other uh, one dollar wagers on a couple other teams that I've got to figure out whether they won or lost yet. So I'm not sure. Could have been a good day for me. Yeah, my betting I ceased it for close to well since Thanksgiving when I lost heavily on my hedge bet. Everybody had a happy Thanksgiving though. Yeah, so they that, did. That was, um, a, no, that was a bet well placed. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I I can't I can't fucking. Actually, I lied. I lied. What's today? Sunday, Friday night. I bet on the Edmonton Oilers minus a goal and a half against the Kraken, and they fucking lost the game outright <laughs> to the Kraken. To the Kraken. It's like whatever. I, I can't fucking win anything. So, but on flights football and anything else, we just want to make sure everybody knows. You know, you gotta Mike and I don't drink and drive. You got to make sure that you know you're betting. Uh, what you can afford, what you can't afford. So far, we've done a pretty good job of both. So, yeah, the drinking and driving part. As far as me losing money, that's up to you. I don't give a fuck what you lose betting wise. <laughs> that's your business. You listen to a dumb fuck like me. That's hey, that's on you, pal. <laughs> and I'll tell you right now who's playing. Oh, Kansas City is that tonight or Monday? Night? Can't. Oh yeah, New England Buffalo's tomorrow. Kansas City lay it tonight. Done deal. Although the, you'll hear this after the fact, but right now as we record it is seven thirty. I want to say it's like seven and a half point spread. I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs laying the seven and a half points, and obviously you won't be able to take this information anywhere because the game will already be over. But yeah, so that's up to you. Fuck you guys. But you can laugh at Mike if it yeah. absolutely goes upside down on him. No, Mahomes is going to go hog wild, bonkers, crazy. Oh, you think so? Did the Steelers take the lead in there? Holy shit, they came back and took the lead. What the fuck? <laughs> um, yeah, 12 seconds Twelve seconds left in the fourth, and they're up by one. Uh, what's going on with that one? They must have just scored. Ravens just scored, so they're going to either go for the conversion or... Um, anyway, hey, uh, before we rate Christmas Ale, haven't done yeah. one of these in a while. What is it? <laughs> you know... You didn't tell me about it, so what's going on? You know, Nickerson, you are not God. You are a typing teacher. What movie? Nickerson, typer, typing teacher. Typing teacher. Oh. I don't know. All right, well, let's rate this beer. All right. You're up first. All right, well. Nowhere near as good as Chuck Lament. Better than I expected from a Christmas ale. Three seventeen. Ales on the pod typically are like no, bleh. and I'm, you're, yeah. they're usually like a two six or something. Just a standard ale, not yeah. even like a summertime kind of a no. with you know like the the lemon or the yeah. This is I, this has got some decent flavor to it. I'm enjoying this. I'm not actually getting the the cookie slash yeah, cake yeah. with the. With the supposed glaze, whatever you said. <laughs> whatever you said. Um, thank God. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just going to go like your standard. It's good. It's got some flavor. 3.0. I'm not going to go into the twos, but 3.0. All right. Uh, friends at Untapped. Okay. So we've got, oh, 8,000 or yeah, 8.3 thousand check-ins. And you were pretty close, Mike. 3.33. Right. Man, it's amazing that Atwater Brew Atwater Brewery 
8,000 check-ins, a Guinness brewery, 645 check-ins. That's just strange. But it might, you know, that Guinness might be brand new. It might be just yeah, so new that, that people, be. you know, haven't tried it. But, uh, you know, Detroit, a lot of people down there, so a lot of check-ins. And, Mike, I would assume there's going to be a lot of check-ins with this next tasting. The next tasting is Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Peppermint Porter from the Lexington Brewery and Distillery Comfort. Is it distillery? Distilling company. All right. Uh, obviously in Kentucky. So this one comes in at 8.2. 16 IBUs. And this is the one. Uh, did we tr we tried yes. this before? Um, the loyal listeners at home will know that. Yes. Episode 53. I'm sure this is my pod favorite. Through 53 episodes. Now... Hey, does it stand this test of time? We're going to find out. We're going to find out because episode 53, or nearly one year ago, I rated it at 4.50. All right. You rated it at a point uh, 4.1, and untapped was at a 4.01. Okay. So, and I know loyal listener Chuck McPeak, Nick Witzke, not sure if he's still listening or not, because he flew the Coca-Cola coupe, and he's <laughs> driving over the road truck. Gotcha. Nick, hey, hi, how you doing? Hope everything's going well for you. Um, they they drank it, didn't mind it, didn't rate it, wouldn't have rated it quite as high as we do. Right. So now I'm very nervous, Dave, actually, because, I mean, you rate something 4.50, I hope we don't crack this toast, and I'm like, oh, this kind of sucks dick. <laughs> I mean, because, I mean, 4.50 is damn near a perfect score with the intricate flights, football, anything else rating scale. <laughs> exactly. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty nervous, Dave. So, But without further ado, let's give a retaste of the old Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Peppermint Porter. I'm going on the Aust the cool Austin Brothers glass. Oh, yeah. Perfect pour, so that's a good sign. I've got the Maple Grill here in Saginaw, Michigan. Got the Maple Grill glass. Oh, the fucking... No uh, I, you know, I don't think I'm going to be disappointed. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, the <laughs> notes are fucking amazing. I mean, this... If you thought the first one was a Girl Scout cookie, Thin Mint, this... Yeah. This premium edition Girl Scout cookie thin mint. Oh man. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I, don't, yeah, I don't know what's not to like about that. Right. Oof. That's good. That is really good. All right. So I know I'm more of a college basketball guy than you are. Although you said at one point you were watching college basketball uh, pretty regularly, but stopped. Oh, yeah, you know, I mean, regularly would have been back. Way back? Late 80s, early 90s. Okay, all right. But um, uh, one thing I saw this weekend, like I, or this weekend, this week, uh, past week, I hope everybody got a chance to see the, um, the annual ACC Big Ten Challenge. Or it's Big Ten Challenge, ACC, whatever. Anyway, Ohio State, right? 
Yes. So they're down. The Ohio State. The Ohio State. Uh, they were down by 13 at the half. Duke went up as much as 15 during the second half. At 4 minutes, 29 seconds to go in the game. In the game, Mike. Duke never scored another point. Ohio State comes back to win. I believe I want to say it was... Nope, wait a minute. I'm checking. I'm fact-checking myself. Um, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Fact-checking myself. There it is. Come on, Dave. I want to say 71 to 66. My iPad's moving really right. slow right now. Uh, yep, 71 to 66. I was right. So, somehow, the number one team in the country, the Duke Blue Devils, doesn't score a point in the last four minutes and 29 seconds. So, it was at Ohio State. I don't know if that means anything or not. But, somehow, the Buckeyes go ahead and beat. Now, that probably took away, and some of the comment, uh, some of the, the pundits were saying it took away the sting of the loss from Michigan, that they were able, the basketball that team didn't. was able to be. <laughs> the basketball yeah. team was able to beat uh, the number one team, Duke, uh, in basketball. But maybe if your son played for the basketball team, but maybe it, it didn't take. <laughs> that's just, that's like when they say, "All right, um, Super Bowl nine hundred ninety nine, the Bears beat the Patriots." Then the following year, the Bears and the Patriots play in Week Four. In the headline is the Patriots seek revenge against the Bears for Super Bowl. So yeah, no, this is week four of the next season. Even if you win a trillion to nothing, you didn't you didn't exact any revenge. We won the Super Bowl nine ninety nine. So fuck you. So yeah, <laughs> that did not appease anything. That would lose them to the team up north. So that started a little like snowball of all the the parody in college basketball because we've been looking at college football where you know it was like for the whole football season it was you know we've got number one two and maybe three but then everybody else is kind of it's a big mishmash and everybody kind of like leapfrogged everybody else depending on the week and you know Michigan State was up there and then they lose to Purdue and blah, 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 and Ohio State's up there, and then they lose to Michigan, and then they're falling back, and Oklahoma State loses to, I don't know, you know. So, anyway, uh, that and with the NFL, it's kind of the same thing with the with uh, the playoffs. You know, there's a, nobody knows what's going to go on. So, I think we can expect a lot of the same from college basketball. Agreed. That's, um, and is that good or bad? No, I think it's good. I think it's good for ratings. I think it's good for the people on TV anyway. The you know the people at ESPN or Fox or anybody else that's covering all this stuff. It's good for them because they have stuff to talk about. I almost kind of think the David Goliath is better. Like if I want a team running roughshod over it. I mean, because quite frankly, the NFL is better when the Cowboys are good. College football is better when Notre, really? Dame, Notre Dame is good. Okay. Major League Baseball is better when the Yankees are good because everybody wants to beat those teams. And, like, if Notre Dame is no good, it's like, all right, well, Notre Dame lost to Georgia Tech. Oh, well, whatever. Who cares? Okay, well, well, you know, kind of 
continuing with that thought is that those teams that don't have a snowball's chance against the Goliaths, I mean, if, if you have more teams that have a chance, are those more fans, like you've said before, fans is short for fanatics. Right. Is that more fans from more teams end up watching more games, no. tuning in to more? I, no, I disagree because so? it's just a, that little contingent of Old Dominion. Sure. When they make a run in the the uh, March Madness and they win their first game as a 13th seed and they win their second game, now all of a sudden there's a little buzz over Old Dominion. Uh, more recently at University Loyola Chicago with sister the the nun that goes to the games or whatever and sure. then, and then there but that doesn't drive the ratings any I mean yeah that that little that little eight thousand camp that eight thousand student sure. campus is a, a buzz but in the big picture it's like yeah fuck those people they they ain't any good they ain't gonna win it. Yeah, that was a nice story. They won three games, but yeah, all right. Well, they played Duke. They lost by forty. So, see ya. Another next one. So, yeah, I don't um, know. I don't know. It's it would be an interesting numbers game to no, see. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say Ohio State in the Big Ten is equivalent to University of Loyola Chicago or whatever. No, that, no. But I'm, is, I'm but. saying the more the more power. The more power, the more teams within the Power Five conferences that can get involved and think they have a chance. I mean, there's some pretty decent followings from those universities. So, speaking of that, did you see the one sign? Uh, fuck, I'll butcher it now. I should have wrote it down. Yeah. Um, in the at Cincinnati where it said uh, twelve and zero is real Power Five debatable. Oh really? Yeah, oh, for the Cincinnati, yeah. Because so, yeah. yeah. you know they, I don't. In I don't think there was any. Because I think they just wanted to make sure they got in the four, and since they were in the four and won, they, I, there was no possible way Cincinnati wasn't going to make it. Well, they got screwed last year. They did get. I don't think they were. Kind in, of. I don't think they were in the top four. No, but from a standpoint of. There were a lot of people, right? A lot of people that said they got screwed last year. So the fact that they're back here again, right? I mean, so if now, they won, they're in. All right. So before we get to the random question, a random question. All right. So it's what? What did we say? Was it Alabama, Cincinnati? Yep. Now, okay. You're not a Cincinnati fan. You're not an Alabama fan. You're not an Alabama alumnus. Given. Alumni, given right, is it alumni or alumnus? <laughs> uh, depending on how you yeah, yeah, okay. So you, yeah, yeah. you you're not someone given a gazillion dollars to Nick Saban in the football program or to Cincinnati in the football Correct. program. Correct. Cincinnati beats Alabama, good or bad for college football? Ooh, I don't know. Short term, maybe bad. Long term, good. How do you think short-term is bad for college football? Short-term in the sense that maybe not as many people are going to tune in to, to the, okay, I agree. To I the, agree. To the I agree playoff championship. I'd agree with that. Because do you know you, what I mean? You would have Cincinnati versus Michigan or Georgia. Right. So Possibly. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a, that's a possibility. But, you know, for the long-term, then you've got more schools thinking, hey, I've got a chance and more... More kids and more people than 
kind of buying into right. the underdog kind of a thing. Whereas, you know, even now, if it ends up being an SEC championship game, right? I think the ratings are going to suck. I actually, I honestly do. Well, I'm suck, not, suck pro- might be a bit of a stretch, but I'm I, I'm probably not going to watch it, especially if there's something better on. Especially, I don't know. I just so you'll watch Alabama, Michigan, Alabama. Because there's a Big Ten school involved. But you won't watch Alabama-Georgia? Probably not. All right. I don't know. And uh, point taken, I mean, depending on what night it is and depending on what I've got going and depending on how, whether or not I bet or not, I'm sure I'll watch for a little bit. But I think it will be good. And like you said, you know, it would be more long-term than short-term because it would be like, you know what? Man, fucking Cincinnati won the national championship in 2022. Now, are they the, did they win the national championship in 2021 or 2022? Because the game's actually played in 2022, 2020, I think it's a 20, but it's a 2021 season. I think it's the 2020, 2022 championship. All right, because I still consider the 85 Bears. Right. But they won the Super Bowl. They won Super Bowl 20 in January. January of 86. Right. Yeah, that's a great question. So, um, but anyway, regardless of what a, you know, what year you put on it, yeah. now all of a sudden you've got uh yeah. Timmy Longdick <laughs> who's in Mississippi. It's like, "Oh, wait a second. Cincinnati's got a pretty good football program." Yeah. I'm going to take my uh wares to uh Cincinnati because I watched them on G- uh, January 16th. Absolutely destroy. Uh, who would they be playing? Uh, absolutely destroy Michigan, fifty-six to two. And I really like the fact that they're an up-and-comer. Yeah. So now all of a sudden, little Timmy Longdick is going to Cincinnati. Now, now, you know, Big Bob Balls <laughs> is saying, "Oh, that's little Timmy Longdick's going to Cincinnati." <laughs> I'm going to Cincinnati too. Now right. all of a sudden, Cincinnati's got a fucking right. r- recruiting class right. that rivals the Clemson's, right. the Alabama. So and the bottom third of the American uh, American Athletic Conference is like <laughs> yes, I <laughs> get destroyed. Right. So, but yeah. I think long term, a Cincinnati good showing is good for college football. Like if if, if uh, it's if Alabama wins. Fifty-six to six. Yeah. Then, then Cincinnati just got looks like all right. Well, right. You know, we were in the. We're not good enough. Right. I I just looked it up and Alabama won fifty-two to twenty-four against Ohio State on January eleventh, two thousand twenty-one. Right. Right. But then on the NCAA.com they list. Alabama 2020 CFP champion. Perfect. You know what I mean? So the majority of the games, just like the Bears. Yeah. The Bears won the Super Bowl January of 86, but it was the 1985 season. Season, right. Because football is the only season, both college and pro, where the majority of the season is played in one year, and then the title is decided in the very early part of the next season. So, yeah. Correct. So, Alabama is the 2020 champion. And this year, even though it'll be played in 2022, it'll be the 2021 champion. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So, um, and then there was, 
I got to bring this up. So in the same ACC Big Ten Challenge, uh, Nebraska was playing NC State. The game went to four overtimes. Great game. Great game to watch. But with 30 seconds left, there was a little bit of a scuffle. There was some pushing going on. And I don't know. Did you see? Did you see the uh, the kid coming off of the Nebraska sideline? Um, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, the mini amigo. <laughs> so he must have had like a he must have had a ACL or some kind of a some kind of a thing because he had the little scooter where yep. his knee was on. So there's a scuffle on the other side, and the I think I believe it was the NC State. Yeah, it was the NC yeah. State side or bench in front of yep. that bench. And he comes scooting over on his scooter into the melee. Hey, he didn't want to be viewed as a pussy. What's he going to do? He probably just like there for like moral support and, you know, like, hey, was, hey if I wouldn't have been on this fucking thing, I'd have killed you, bitch. <laughs> but his teammates probably were pretty like, hey, look at Rocco. Hey, all right, he's on the scooter. No, no Rocco, no, his name wasn't Rocco. It was Trey McCowan's. Uh, Rocco, that's a good nickname for Rocco. Sure. Trey, Trey Rocco McCowans. So he comes over from the Nebraska bench on his scooter. And I mean, what's he going to do? Stand up with one leg and start swinging that scooter he's just around? There, he's there to say to his teammates, I'm there for you. Incapacitated bro. as I am, I'm there for you. All right. Oh. <laughs> that was just pretty funny. They even made it a point oh. on ESPN to like, like after the third slow motion, they wanted to see like who threw the first punch, who threw, and then like, hey, wait a minute, hey, you see this guy in the scooter uh, coming over from? <laughs> I tip my cap to the guy. Yeah. I mean, he could have stayed on the scooter and uh, sure. pretended he was a Harbaugh fan, but no, he fucking <laughs> <laughs> he, he raced over there. All right, you uh, got you got a random question anywhere? Around I think here? I do. All right, all right. Hopefully, it leads to some dialogue. But I guess in theory, it could be a yes/no question, which I hope it isn't. No. All right. So now, would you rather? And I need a reason why. Would you rather your life be like Bill Murray in Groundhog Day, where every single morning you wake up and it's the exact same thing? Go to bed, you wake up, it's the exact same thing. Right. Et cetera, et cetera. Or each and every day, something absolutely extraordinary happens. But when you go to sleep that night, you wake up the next morning and you cannot remember anything. Oh, wow. Of the day before. Oh, wow. Uh, something extraordinary happens, but I can't remember it. You you live it that day. You live it that day. Put your head down on your it. pillow. You go to sleep. You get up in the next morning. and No, it, it, I think that's what life is all about. It's about memories. And so even though if it's the same thing every day, I actually have a choice to make some different memories to some degree. Either way, at some point, I'm going to th probably think about ending it because, yeah. Although, I might not end it in the other scenario, in the second scenario, because I can't remember what happened the day before. Right. Oh. Oh, boy. Is there a chance for me to get out of it like Bill Murray did in Groundhog Day? <laughs> no, that because there's nothing to get out of it. And the yeah. second option is just like, hey, you wake up, you win the lottery... 
Yeah. And okay, when I say you can't remember it, everything goes back to normal. So like you don't wake up when the lottery was ten million dollars, and then the next day that ten million dollars is gone. Right. But you don't know it's gone because it, you didn't remember it happening. Right. Oh. And you got to choose one of that. And, I know. You know often, wow. you're, often yourself is hard not an question. Option. Hard question. I don't know if I want to remember and just be pissed off every day that I got to live the same day over and over and over again. From the outside, when you're standing like looking in, it would seem like the second choice would be better because it would be different every day and it would be extraordinary. And but you wouldn't know it. You know what I mean? You wouldn't know it's coming. So every day, you'd feel you'd feel better for the person that was living the it's extraordinary you, it's life. Not, it's not another. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. For me, oh, I guess the extraordinary life because I, I eventually, if I'm if I remember, if I wake up knowing every day is going to be the same day over and over again. But you don't know that. It's just like you wake up. Hey, oh, I Jim, don't. How you doing? So either scenario, either scenario, right. I don't remember. Right? Yeah, yeah. You, you don't remember anything. So, hey, Jim, how you doing? Drop the newspaper, pick it up, go to work. Could it be now? The extraordinary part is it. Could it be positive or negative? So, extraordinarily negative day or extraordinarily positive day? Either, because it, oh. the next day is yeah, the next totally day. different, uh, and you're still alive, right? Um, God. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I would, if I can't remember the following day. See, the thing about it is when you said Groundhog Day, he remembered each day. Right. When he woke up. But right. in this scenario, I'm not remembering the day before. In either case. Right. It's, you know, but it's the same fucking thing every single day. Or like, hey, you won the lottery. Yeah. Saw a man get shot in the street with his fucking brains blown out. Uh, you ate a bagel, you shit your pants. You know, you know. Right. There's something totally different yeah. each and every day, but you have no recollection of it, or it's the same deal. It's the same deal every single day. I'll go extraordinary. I'll go uh, extraordinary because maybe if by. Some miracle, I end up actually dying and going to that other place. Yeah, that's not part of my random oh, question. Oh, okay, so. whatever. All right. All right. I agree with you because <laughs> I would think, I mean, okay, and now anybody listening would be like, well, if you don't know what difference does it make, who cares? It's not going to make any difference. But I would like to have something like, all right, you wake up every, you, you wake up, you go to the mall, and you steal a Corvette. Drive it around, have fun, go, you know, do the, go to sleep. You wake up, new day, new day, as opposed to just the same old every single day, at time after time. And like, yeah, like you said, that's Groundhog Day started it, and then there've been um, other movies that like have kind of like went off that premise, right? Like. Um, Ah, uh, the horror movie, uh, "Happy Birthday to Me" or whatever, but it's basically Groundhog Day with killing. <laughs> and um, it's like, okay, well, in each and every each day they live, it's like, okay, hey, and they push the old lady out of the way of the falling beam when they right. 
the first day the the bean hit the lady and oh gee, sorry about your luck. But on the fourth day, it's like, oh, push you out of the way. Right. To me, that's redundant. Even though you don't know it's redundant, I would still like new and uncharted waters each and every day, even if you cannot remember them. Right. Right. And I mean, some of those, like you mentioned, though, they there's at least one character or multiple characters that remember like what's going on. And so they're... <laughs> Going through the day, pushing people yeah. out of danger right. or whatever, trying to figure out how to get out of the the cycle. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know. Interesting question. Hope it never happens to me. I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean you don't know? Every day a new venture and you have no... Well, every day is a new adventure right now, so I hope... Ah, it's the same old, same old. <laughs> it's the same old... Same old situation. All right. Um, I'm first. All right. Yes, you are. All right. So we've got the Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Peppermint Porters. Uh, In episode 53, you rated it a 4.1. Yeah, I wish you wouldn't have told me. I told you that at the beginning. When I know you I did. Know. I wish you wouldn't have told me. Um, I just really, really, really enjoy this. Am I going to go 4.2? Do I like it as much? I would. I would interchange these two beers. I would equally, you know, depending on... I would have a really hard time if both of these were offered somewhere where I had a choice. You know, and said, well, do you want the the Guinness um, chocolate mint stout? Or do you want the Kentucky bourbon barrel peppermint porter? And I would probably sit there with my mouth open for a long time. I'm going to do it, Mike. I don't care. I don't care. It's our pod. It's my pod. 4.2. I like them equally as much. All right. Well, and like you, it's my pod, our pod. I really like the chocolate mint stout from Guinness Open Gate Brewery. But 50 weeks later, because we, we tasted this on episode 53, so 50 fucking weeks later, I enjoy it just as much as I'm... I rated it 4.50. I'm fucking sticking to my guns and giving it a 4.50 because this is. Now, did you just buy two or did you buy a six pack? Because you bought a oh, six hell pack. no, I got I got a refrigerator full. All I'm, right, I, I would like actually another, that was I would like another one while you uh, edit the third segment because I want another one because this is my surprise Christmas gift to you. I've got a four pack with your name on it. All right, because I would like one more as you <laughs> edit as you edit episode one one on three because this is a. I love it. This is an absolute, and it, it, it pains me because I always thought I'm an IPA, and I've said it like 10 episodes in a row, and the listeners say, yeah, I know you stupid motherfucker. We know you fucking change your taste. You're a fucking idiot. I get it. I, I, I'm comfortable in my own skin. I get that. Whatever. But, I mean, this right here, fuck Nick, who left GLCC, and fuck Chuck, who's a great friend of mine, this is a fucking fantastic beer. I rated it at 4.50 in episode 53, and 50 fucking weeks later, I'm going to give it another 4.50. This is a fantastic beer, and I don't know where the IPA in me is gone. And you know what, Dave? But until 
you uh, start editing and give me another one of these. <laughs> I look down the bottom of my glass and I can see him out of beer. And as late great Stuart Scott would say, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here.